0: This is B2B Radio, featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of B2B Radio. With me, Mr. Biz, and we are brought to you by the good folks at Capital Plus. They unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. And you can find out more about the things they offer and how they can help you by going to capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz, or you can just give them a call at 855-522-3951. Renee and her team are great people over there, and they will definitely take care of you. Um, all right. So this week, again, I I mention this all the time. I probably sound like a little bit of a broken record, but we are, you know, we've had so many shows, and so it's difficult to find new topics and guests covering things from different types of angles. But I can tell you right now, we did it this week for sure. Um, we have someone on the show this week that we've never covered a, a topic like this before. And I'm very anxious to talk with, uh, the doctor. We have a doctor on the show. So, uh, mind your manners. Um, because this is the topic we're going to cover is something that's going to impact each and every person that's listening to the show right now, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an individual person, whether you're running a huge company, whether you're running a one-man one show, one-woman show, it doesn't matter. The topic we're going to talk about, and that is essentially we're going to talk about avoiding decision disasters. We are all making decisions. You could be head of household. You could be a stay-at-home mom, and this is going to impact you, right? Because you've got decisions you're making every single day that impact your children, your family, your spouse, et cetera, um, that this is going to be really, really good. So without further ado, I want to welcome to the show Dr. Gleb Sapersky. Now, before I even bring him on, I want to let you know a little bit of background about him so you know the credentials of the person we're talking with. So Gleb, Dr. Sapersky, I should say, sorry, has empowered small business owners to avoid business disasters. He's worked as a consultant, coach, speaker, trainer. He's the CEO of Disaster Avoidance, experts, and that he's been so for over 20, 20 years. He's a best-selling author. He wrote The Blind Spots Between Us and The Truth Seekers Handbook, and he also has a newly released book called Never Go With Your Gut, How power, Pioneering Business Leaders Make the Best Decisions and Avoid Business Disasters, which is exactly what we're going to talk about today. He has a strong research background as an academic in behavioral economics and cognitive neuroscience. A lot of syllables there. A lot of syllables, right? <laughs> um, he's got seven years as a professor at The Ohio State University. His cutting-edge thought leadership was featured in over 400 articles and 350 interviews in places like Time Magazine, Fast Company, CBS News, Inc. Magazine, CNBC, and a whole bunch of others. So, without further ado, Dr. Spersky, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks so much, Ken. It's a pleasure to be on.
1: Yeah, so I think everyone gets it at this point. Like, As far as this topic goes, you are the man, and so that's why we got you here. Um, so tell us a little bit. I know, you know I just mentioned some of your background, but tell us a little bit. So what got you into uh, this field? What got you into, into studying this?
2: Well, what got me into this was actually my family. When I was a kid, I saw my parents making some pretty bad financial choices, <laughs> and they were doing so as well as as part of their relationship. So, for example, my dad hid some money from my mom, some income-generating. He was a real estate agent. He sold a number of places, and he hid some of the money from my mom for quite a while. And when she found out, gosh, it was such a blow-up, and it was a really big conflict, it also uncovered a lot of other trust issues and conflicts they had. They separated for a while. It was really bad. And so seeing that as a kid, it left a really strong impression on me. The kind of disasters that can come from us making bad financial choices as part of our relationships and elsewhere as well. I grew up. I grew up in that time. Then when I came of age, I came of age around the dot-com boom and bust when people (laughs) were investing millions, millions, hundreds of millions, billions into companies like dot com, and many others that went bankrupt pretty quickly. So I was born in 81. Then I came of age uh, in the dot-com boom, boom. So I was 18 in 1999 when we were partying like it's 1999, for those who remember that. <laughs> and then in two, 2002, when everything crashed, I was 21, right? And I, that was pretty devastating for a lot of people, and especially devastating was the Enron-Tyco WorldCom scandals where Business leaders lied Mm. accounting fraud scandals in order to cover up of the disastrous losses that they suffered. And that hurt me a lot, hurt a lot of people. And so that made, that was another factor that caused me to go into studying how business leaders make really poor decisions and lead their companies to disasters. That was a really big disaster. Mm. And so I went into this area studying it's training, consulting, coaching in this field for over 20 years. And as you mentioned, studying it in academia, how we make decisions in economic contexts, how our brains work to make good decisions, bad decisions, how we can prevent the bad ones, maximize the good ones. That's my background.
1: No, I think it, it's it's interesting. So I, I ask that question to essentially every guest we have. And it's always fascinating to me to hear the answers because almost every time the answer is that you were. Something bad happened, and you were seeking to either provide a solution or help in some way. And I find that that's uh, a lot of leaders in the business world. Uh, that's where they've they this all this stuff derives. I mean, if you think about a lot of a lot of the large companies, a lot of the most successful people, in a lot of cases, that's what the background is: is they see a need and they they fill that need. Um, and definitely, some of the, the things you had mentioned. For those listeners that were around during those times, I mean, oh my gosh, you know, the Enron scandal, Tyco, all that stuff was just absolutely crazy, and I was in the midst of that. I'm, 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 I'm older than you, so I, I was on the other side. In that, at that time, I was an investment analyst when Enron and Tyco ah. was going on. So, oh my gosh, I was right in the trenches in the middle of that stuff. So, uh, oh, it was, it was painful. It was painful. Thankfully, I had not recommended any of those, um, uh, but but still helping the, the firm that I was with at the time, you know, sort of unravel those and what can we get, how that's all going to happen. I mean, geez, Louisa, like I said, it was a really, really rough situation, so um, mm-hmm. difficult situation. So I should ask you, I mean, we've got just about a minute and a half here left before we've got to head to a break, but... Um, how, how have you split things um, business-wise versus academia? Did, w- how would you say you lean now, more towards the academia side or more towards the business side?
2: Oh, Definitely more towards the business side. When I was starting out, I was more starting out toward the academic side mm-hmm. and because I didn't know as much about this topic, so I was doing a little bit more on the business side where I was aware of things, and then I was doing mostly academia, studying this topic, researching it, researching what others wrote, doing my own research. And then, over time, I transitioned much more toward doing consulting, coaching for business leaders, because really I wanted to impact people. I didn't want to just talk to other academics and uh, about a year and a half ago, I left academia and started my own company to train people. We have about six employees of a small business owner. myself, an mm-hmm. entrepreneur myself, apply these techniques to what I do, and training, consulting, and coaching folks around the world, but mostly
1: in the U.S., in the central Ohio area, on these things. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And so that's a great segue. So here's how you can find out more information about Dr. Sapersky. So you can go out to his website with, with, with the company that he's CEO of, DisasterAvoidanceExperts.com. Um, definitely follow him on Twitter. Um, he's Gleb underscore Sapersky, and that's T-S-I-P-U-R-S-K-Y. Um, and then on Instagram, he's Dr. underscore Gleb underscore Sapersky. Definitely go out and follow him. He shares shares different insights and things like that on there. So good good stuff, good information. Uh, we'll come back after the break. We'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week and we'll continue talking with Dr. Sapersky about how to avoid decision disasters.
2: Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List skilled team can handle your day to day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888 262 1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live.
1: Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot?
0: To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to B2B Radio with
1: me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and we are brought to you by the good folks at Capital Plus. Capital Plus removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full service credit and collections department. All right. It's time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week, and this week's tip is a shorty, shorty, but a goody. Uh, Ask for customer input. Sounds very obvious, right. But uh, as I say, you can't fix what you don't know about. So I think it's very important. You always have to make sure you have your finger on the pulse of your customers, your clients, uh, knowing exactly what they're thinking. Again, as they say, if you, if you don't know there's a problem, you can't fix it. So you got to make sure you have that open line of communication. Things are very transparent, and you're always seeking that. And frankly, what you should seek is you want the grouchiest customers you have are the ones that you want to talk to the most because they're the ones that are going to definitely give you the most feedback, and it's going to be hopefully constructive and not mean. Uh, but nonetheless, it's something to act on. Everyone, most people know what you're good at, right? So just hearing, getting all those attaboys all the time and hearing, oh, man, you guys are great at X, Y, and Z, you probably already know those things. The one things you want are the constructive things so you can continue to improve and raise the bar in your business. So that is the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. Now, let's get back to talking to Dr. Sapersky, the CEO of Disaster Avoidance Experts. So I should mention before, and one of the reasons, selfishly, honestly, Dr. Sapersky, that I asked you um, as far as if you were still doing anything in academics, because uh, our oldest daughter, or she's affectionately known junior biz, is uh, she's studying neuroscience at Ohio State right now. So I thought, oh, man, and there oh. could be a connection there. And she, she may end up in one of your classes if you were still teaching. So, um, but, Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, interesting. But I'll tell yeah. you, it's, um, I wasn't. Um, part of what, so, uh, a mutual connection of ours, John Farhad is the one that sort of connected me with you and said, Hey, you got to have yeah, this guy. On the sh- yeah. He said, you got to have this guy on the show. And then as I did some research on your background, went off your website and things like that. Um, you know, I noticed the, the, you know, some of the neuroscience part of your background, which now that I'm, I'm at least somewhat into because of our daughter and we talk about it all the time and she's right. very, very passionate about it. So, um, it's been interesting to get more into that and how that can impact business. I mean, a lot of people don't make those connections between something that's so scientific. I'll say, uh, but you know, the, the correlations and the connections to business are are definitely real.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, for example, uh, I'll talk about your field, financial industry. I was recently talking to a financial advisor who was talking about. The issue of customer relations, which you just talked about in your tip of the week, mm-hmm. and how he had difficulty convincing one of his really well established customers who was growing older to shift her financial portfolio to be a little bit more conservative, more safe than it was before. And so we talked about, you know, why he had this difficulty communicating to her. And I pointed out that the vast majority of our decision making as human beings comes from our emotions. And this is not something that we tend to think about, especially when we deal with money. We think about logic, reason, you know, counting, right, Mm -hmm. numbers. But the vast majority of what we do financially in business comes from emotions. This is a hard statement for many people to accept, but that's what the research showed. So when we talk about, I asked him how he approached her, how he talked about this. We talked about that he showed her the numbers and so on. And I asked him, well, how did she feel when you were showing this to her? How did you communicate the emotions about why this would be the safest and most constructive, helpful way for her to go with this new decision with this more conservative path, and you know what and she told me that he really didn't think about her emotions. He just thought about you know, hey, I'm giving you this advice, shouldn't you trust me? I'm your financial advisor. And I pointed out that well, you know many people they they really feel unsafe about changing their course of actions that seemed to them to have gone well, you know they want to. Keep doing what they're doing, especially since the stock market is doing well right now. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that, you know, stocks will go down. They need to think about the long term. They're just, they're just thinking that they want to stay in the course where they are. So this is an example where he didn't really listen to his customers in the most important way that the customer speaks emotionally. What are their emotions? What are their intuitions? How are they feeling about you? And then taking steps to address their emotions first. Before making a sale
1: on whatever he wanted to sell for, no, it's interesting you say that. And, and literally, I'm—I I'm mean, you can't see me because I'm in the studio, but I'm nodding my head as you're talking through this because I was guilty of this. <laughs> I learned this a while back. So as a as a CFO working with business owners, I'm a very, of course, numbers, logic-driven type of a person, mm-hmm. and so I ran into this exact same thing and had to learn it for myself. And when I'm trying to talk mm-hmm. with, um a business owner, and actually this happened fairly recently. It happened, I learned it a few years back when it happened, but this has also happened recently as though, you know, this the economic downturn is coming. We don't know when, but it's just the business cycle. We know that it's coming at some point in the next probably 18 to 24 months. So I'm trying to prepare all the businesses that I work with as a CFO to ensure that they are ready to withstand that. They have a strong balance sheet, et cetera. And so the lesson I learned a few years back is trying to do the same sort of thing with a business owner is I'm talking about all numbers look, here it is, this plus this equals this, which means that. And what I had to do when I learned from that is exactly what you're talking about, is that I had to learn to say, okay, here are the numbers, and then what I like to do is I I bridge the gap by using the word imagine. It seems to be the magic Mm -hmm. word. So I'll say this plus this equals this. So imagine if this happens, this could uh, ruin your ability to pass this business down to your son. Uh, so that pulls in the, you know, there's numbers to it, but that pulls in the emotion. And I know that that latter yeah. thing I mentioned is, is, is one of their goals and it ties into to their emotions. And now all of a sudden it's funny. You see the nonverbal of their eyes. You know, their 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 pupils dilate just a little bit, right? Just like, oh, my gosh, okay. You kind of open their eyes literally that they say, oh, now they're paying attention. Numbers, 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 don't care. Wait a minute. This is going to impact what I can do for my family. Like, okay, there's emotion there. So I 100% agree with that. Like I said, I had to learn that lesson a few years back, but it is absolutely true. The other really good evidence to that is, you know, why do you think that you get inundated on social media with all these crazy little Ads and things like that. It's because people buy on emotion, and if you notice the yep. ad copy and things like that, a lot of it ties to your emotions. And they're they're banking on the fact that you're sitting around the house in the evening and flipping through Facebook or Instagram or something, and oh my gosh, look at this cool little thing, and you know, some something emotionally tugs at them, like oh, my daughter would love that, or my cousin would love that, or my spouse would love that, um, and and that's why you get all those ads, and that's why they're so effective, is because people continue to use them.
2: And, of course, they wouldn't be using them if they weren't effective, right? (laughs) Right, right. Uh... Yes. The interesting thing is the emotions that we're talking about, again, they have to do the cognitive neuroscience, which we can explore in more depth. But before we talk about simply customers, we have to think and understand that they apply to everyone. They apply to people at the very top of the business issue. We talked about Enron, Tyco, WorldCom. So let's think about these leaders. They made horrible decisions. (laughs) <laughs> they basically they hid their losses from the dot com boom and bust through fraudulent accounting, mm-hmm. and they knew they would get caught i mean it was it delayed the acknowledgement of the accounting scandal of the losses by a year by two years by three years. They get caught it's quite obvious why did they do this? Well, when we investigated later, what caused them to make these horrible decisions to practice fraudulent accounting, it came from fear. It came from anxiety. They did not want to be seen as losers, Mm -hmm. as failures by their peers. That is one of the biggest fears of prominent business leaders. They don't want to be seen as failures. They don't want to be seen as losers. So some of them, far from all, you know, the large majority are ethical and honest, but there's going to be those rotten apples (laughs) who take those fraudulent steps to mess up the whole balance sheet of the company in order to prevent others, their peers, from seeing them as losers, from yes. seeing them as failures. And I mean, they had plenty of money. They didn't need the bonuses. It's just the fear, the anxiety, which drove them to make these terrible decisions.
1: Yeah, no, great point, great point. All right, we're going to head to break. Hold that thought, doctor, and we're going to come back, continue talking through that, and then we're going to get the doctor's tips on how to avoid decisions that lead to bad business, uh, business disaster.
0: Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at Tritraction are here to help. Tritraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at Tritraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth.
1: Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info@mrbizsolutions.com. At Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available.
0: Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, "Pathway to Profits" and "How to Be a Cash Flow Pro," on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome
1: back to b 2 Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and this week's guest, Dr. Sapersky. Um, so, again, you can go out and find out more information about what he does, how he does it, how he helps people to avoid these bad, bad business decisions at DisasterAvoidanceExperts.com. Follow him on Twitter, Gleb underscore Sapersky, or on Instagram, Dr. underscore Gleb underscore Sapersky. Um so Doctor again, I, really cool stuff you were talking about at the end of the last break. I want to uh maybe follow up on that just a little bit and then I want to get some of your tips. So uh, I, I think that I was gonna ask that question, so I'm glad you led into it of you know all these different business um frankly frauds that have occurred, as as you had mentioned, some of the Enron's WorldComs, Tycos and things like that. I was gonna ask you, what what do you think drives that? I think that's super important to understand is that, you know, folks at that level as you mentioned, most are, are all up, most are upstanding individuals, but you have those bad apples that their ego gets a hold of them and maybe some of it's greed. How much do you think that greed maybe pull, uh, pulls into that as well?
2: I think actually greed plays a very small role. It might be a surprising answer, but at that level, they already have millions, dozens and hundreds of millions of dollars from their previous salaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the people who connected, who committed the accounting fraud at Enron, at WorldCom, and Tyco, they already have so much money that, you know, they would have trouble spending the money they have. (laughs) It's not about greed. Money at that point is a matter of status, social status. How are you seen compared to your peers? And that's why if you're going to be perceived as a failure, uh, if you're going to be perceived as a loser, that is the biggest work. That is the biggest problem for people at that level. The social status, they don't want to be perceived as failures. They don't want to be perceived as losers. And some of them will do pretty much anything to prevent that from happening, however horrible the consequences may be for everyone else around them.
1: No, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely makes perfect sense. So that all being said, give us some tips. How how Us as business leaders, how do we avoid... Uh, making some of these decisions that lead to business disasters?
2: The first thing to do is to understand what kind of dangerous judgment errors we're prone to as individuals. Now, scholars, scientists, cognitive neuroscientists like myself call these dangerous judgment errors cognitive biases. And you can take a look on Wikipedia. You can find a list of over 100 of them. These are really bad decision disasters that we tend to make. So one of them is called the confirmation bias, where we tend to, Look for information that only confirms our beliefs. When we have, let's say we want to make a hire and we look at the people who are in front of us, we look at the people and we say, Hey, I like this person. Let me find information that says that this is the person I should hire. Whereas we don't look for information saying that this is not a person we should hire. That's one example. Mm-hmm. Another one is called sunken costs, where we tend to throw a lot of good money after bad. You must know a lot about this when you have clients, financial clients, who keep on, who keep hold of a stock that already lost money and that you anticipate will keep losing money, but you can't convince them to give it up because they want to make back their money. They think, you know, I can't give up this money. You know, I, I lost some money on it. So that's <laughs> sunken cost. A lot of people who I consult in project, in uh, business leadership positions, I don't consult them on stocks. I consult them on projects that they're running. So when a project has lost some money and they still see it likely as losing money. They have a lot of difficulty cutting their costs, uh, you know, and they keep throwing good money after the bad. Mm-hmm. That's another example. And you want to understand what kind of dangerous judgment errors you're prone to, and what your team members are prone to as well, and how to address them. And I talk about that in my book, Never Go With Your Gut: How Pioneering Leaders Make the Best Decisions and Avoid Business
1: Disasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's very important because, and again, and just not only the you you had mentioned the 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 phrase that people say is you know you're throwing good money after bad, but I've, I also have experienced this that exact same thing, and, and they phrase it a different way, and they say, well, geez, I'm already in deep, right? I've already invested X, Y, <laughs> right. and Z in this thing. I can't give up now. And again, it gets yep. it leads into yep. that, like you'd said, you're throwing good money after bad.
2: Yep, exactly. So that's kind of one area you want to be aware of what kind of cognitive biases you're vulnerable to and your team is vulnerable to. So that's one. The other area is to, in, is, to cre- is to integrate effective strategies to address all sorts of dangerous judgment errors. Now I'll give you one that you can use for everyday decision making and then there's one to use for larger projects. So the one that you want to use for everyday decision making, there's five questions to avoid decision disasters. The first question, what important information did I not yet fully consider? And this is the crucial one to address the confirmation bias and other biases around looking for information that we want to confirm that we want to uh, use to make our decisions. Because what that asks you is what information didn't you consider? So you want to use a count. Cal- you want to disconfirm your beliefs. You want to see, hey, is there some way I can counter my previous predispositions? Is there some way I can prove that my current preferred option is wrong and if you can't prove it that's very effective then you should most likely go ahead but if you can't prove that it's wrong then you should change your mind that's one then what the insurance judgment errors cognitive biases Do they not yet address? and that has to do with you learning about the cognitive biases and then addressing them third what would a trusted and objective advisor suggest I do? You know, so imagine, you know, what would Ken tell you to do with your money? <laughs> what, or what kind of decisions? Uh, whoever is the trusted and objective advisor in a certain specific situation, what would they tell you to do? And sometimes you may want to consult this person. Sometimes you can just imagine what they would do. So that's the third one. Then, how have I addressed all the ways this could fail? This is a crucial, crucial question. You want to think about the decision. Not simply making the right decision, but implementing the decision. How can you address all the ways that this decision that you want to implement can fail in all the levels? And finally, what new information would cause me to revisit this decision? This is really especially important if you're making a decision in a group setting, because there's going to be some people in the group who are going to disagree with the decision. I've seen that a lot. And who, whenever... Some new negative information comes up, they're going to say, oh, I told you so, this was the wrong decision. (laughs) You want to agree together as a group what information will cause you to revisit the decision and not use whatever random information that might or might not be relevant to revisit the decision after it was made. So those are the five questions that I would recommend folks use for everyday decision making. Again, what important information did I not yet fully consider? What dangerous judgment that I cognitive biases did I not yet address? What would a trusted and an objective advisor suggest I do? How have I addressed the ways this could fail? And what new information would cause me to revisit this decision?
1: Awesome stuff. Uh, it's very actionable, very insightful. Um, I think it's great advice. Um, again, you can go out to uh, Dr. Sapirsky's website, disasteravoidanceexperts.com, find more information there as well as tell us one more time about your book that's coming out very, very soon.
2: Mm-hmm. So the book that's actually out now is called Never Go With Your Gut, How Pioneering Business Leaders Avoid Disasters and Make the Best Decisions.
1: Perfect. And I'm sure there's a lot of what, we, what you just barely you know scratched the surface on in that book. Is that right?
2: That's absolutely right. So it talks about these five questions. It talks about the 30 most dangerous judgment errors that business leaders Tend to make and business professionals at all levels tend to make, and how we can actually avoid these. And was endorsed by 57 organizational leaders, people for ranging from New York Times best-selling authors like Marshall Goldsmith and uh, Bill Danko to major organizational leaders here, for example, here in Ohio, Greece, Inc. and uh, ProMedica. So, you know, folks who trust that I know what I'm talking about, and I hope you trust me that you know what I'm talking
1: about, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if people can't tell that from the show, even just from the show here, they're they're not listening very well. So really appreciate you coming on the show, uh, Dr. Sapersky. Uh, Great information. And guys, go check out that book. You got to check out the book. Uh, Great information. Thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ken.
2: It was a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can call them at 855-522-3951 or visit them on the web at capplus.com forward slash Biz. Um, really good stuff here. I hope you guys go check out that book. Um, very good information there. Uh, make sure you follow us along for all our future episodes of the show. Have a great week. And don't forget,
0: of course, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They have been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz, or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.